everybody. Welcome to the Everyday Riches Show. My name is Barbara Ellison and I am one of the hosts here at the Everyday Riches. And you know what? I'm on a mission to make happiness the norm rather than the exception, because I believe that each and every one of us deserves to lead a happy, healthy, financially free, abundant life. And that is what this show is all about. So I want to introduce you to my co-host. Hi, everybody. I'm Jason Tracy, and I believe that through our biggest vulnerabilities, through our biggest struggles, create our biggest opportunities to create our differentiators. And I also believe that each one of us has a beast inside. And my mission, my purpose in life is to help as many people as possible uncage that beast. Everyday riches is about finding those riches in the everyday life. Yeah, bad stuff happens to all of us. We don't get to choose what happens to us. We don't get to choose the villains and the circumstances that happen to us. We get to choose, though, how we arrive and what attitude we have. If you're looking for bad things, you're going to find them. But we get to adjust our mindset and find the riches that are in our everyday. And to me, that is what our show is all about. Isn't that the truth? Like, for me, it's I want this show to help people to be the best ever version of themselves. You know, that confident, energetic, no-nonsense kind of person who just goes on in spite of the tragedies and the things that do go on in our lives. And that, has, as you said, Jason, we can find the, the beauty in the everyday miracles that are there. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Everyday Riches Show. Hello, hello, hello. We are, uh, it saddens me uh, uh, that to announce that Barbara will not be joining us today on today's episode. She coincidentally, as we talked about last week, how she suffers from some migraines, uh, some, some really debilitating migraines sometimes. It came up and snuck up on her today. And so, uh, Barbara, if you're watching from, from bed, hope you're getting your relaxation and hopefully we can do you proud on the show. Uh, luckily, we're joined uh, today with a very familiar guest. Regina Bergman, and I'm super excited to to share the spotlight with Regina and and really just pick up on our everyday riches and uh, and talk about uh, if you if you're reading the tagline right now on Facebook, how can you turn $500 into 5,000? How can you 10x your investment? And that's just the tip of the iceberg with with Regina's programs and in the money that she can find uh, a business. And um, I got to have a really in-depth conversation with her yesterday in talking about her business and her programs and how she really serves entrepreneurs. So I'm excited to dive deeper uh, and share her with our audience. So welcome to our show, Regina. I am thrilled to be back, Jason. Thank you. And I'm so sad that Barb's not here. Barb, we're thinking about you and sending you hugs. Yeah, absolutely. We've, uh, we've I had one episode where she wasn't able to come on, and then there was another episode that she that she was on, but she was having she was having some very bad technology issues, and so she, every time she would go to talk, it would boot her out. So literally, oh no, she was with us in spirit. <laughs> literally, we could see her face, but she didn't. She had it on mute, and she didn't say anything. So we could just see her, and it was a phenomenal <laughs> conversation with uh, uh, I don't know, do you know Pas Pascal? Uh, oh geez, her name starts with a D. Um, I don't think so. She does the name lot. sounds familiar, but I don't think I know her. Yeah. yeah. No, neither here nor there. She was a phenomenal guest, yeah. but it was one of those things of like, it's so different when Barb isn't on because she just adds a so totally different element. From, yeah. And you uh, get from used United. to that dynamic. And, oh, and, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
absolutely. I, uh, I told her last week it, she needs to really think about doing like voiceovers in, uh, you know, as I listen to her voice going back yeah. through and editing the podcast. It's just, it's phenomenal to listen to you. And, uh, and so where her opportunities, and she talked about she'd always dreamed about being on the radio and she had an opportunity to be on the radio before. And it's like, we talked about, you know, the things that we've wanted to do and how we're now bringing that together in a non-traditional format. Like we're not on the radio, but look what we're doing. We've created this new platform, this new show where we can, yeah. where we're going on to creating our own show. And I know maybe one of the things we'll talk about is how you have a TV show. Yes. Uh, so exciting. <laughs> so, so yeah, tell it. me about that. Like uh, that, that sounds so intriguing. Yeah. So, um, you know, Barbara Beckley, um, and I just totally went blank on the name of her program. Um, Diamond Factory? The, the Diamond Factory. Yeah. The Diamond, yeah, Factor Diamond Factory Experience. Yeah. Yes, Diamond Factory Experience. I totally went back. Sorry, Barb. <laughs> and Barb was a guest on Everyday Riches. You can find her yes. in the archives. She has an amazing story as well. She has an amazing yeah. story about how she named her business and that whole Diamond Factor, which is the reason why I'm I remember it. I'm not sure I've heard head. that story. Mm, yeah, I'm not I, sure I've heard that. I'll yeah. send you the clip. I cut it as okay. The, uh, as Sounds a clip, but I'll great. Send you. Yeah. So, so Barb has a platform on E360 TV, and and I have um, a 30 minute show on her platform on Monday mornings at eight o'clock. Okay. And it's I've named it the same as my podcast, which is Pursuing Profit with Principles, uh, because you know I'm a profit acceleration coach, and it's really important to me uh, to work with entrepreneurial leaders who are principled, you know, who are heart-centered, principled uh, individuals, you know, that, yeah. that we should be building our businesses the right way, right? And so uh, Pursuing Profit with Principles is is the name of both my podcast and my TV show. That's been a lot of fun. We've um, I've done some shows, some episodes where it's just me delivering value, but I, most of them are with someone else where I, I interview someone on the show. And uh, it's really fun. Uh, and Barb is a part of a mastermind group that I have. And every first Monday of the month, we meet as a mastermind. Well, that time slot falls in the same time slot as my TV show. So now we just take the mastermind group into the TV oh, that's show. that's amazing. <laughs> and we you know, bounce around on some subject or another during that period of time. So it's it's fun to take them all into the TV show and have this kind of a panel discussion about things. Yeah, that's super cool. I always love yeah. sitting down with other people. I'm I'm curious how is that? How is that for you? How do you enjoy doing it by yourself? On the episodes you do by oh, yourself, it's probably harder uh, doing it by yourself. And the interesting thing is, I've done Facebook Lives for years, and I really got into a rhythm on that and I, and I didn't have any issue with it. I just, you know, just imagine those people on the other side or persons on the other side, because you're always speaking to the one, not to the group. Right. Yeah. And so that was, but I, I kind of got out of the habit. I stopped doing those for a while and kind of got out of the habit. So it's a little harder to do those monologues. And as Barb Beckley and I've talked about too, there's, the audience seems to enjoy that interaction more than a monologue, even though we can deliver great value in those monologues. There's the audience likes that interaction more. So I'm thrilled to have people come on as a guest and, and be able to interview them and, and share their message with the world. That's always awesome. I always feel like my most authentic stuff comes out in conversation. And so uh, I have not yeah. done a solo podcast. And everybody told me at the beginning, oh, you need to do your own a solo episode so you can 
describe what's going on. Yeah. And I just, um, not that I don't like hearing the sound of my voice sometimes, but I don't know if I necessarily <laughs> need to stand up and talk uh, just to an audience yeah. of, you know, whatever by myself. I, I so some of the best. I, I hear you ideas and, and um, I'm sure we'll talk about this too but some of our best ideas come from collaborations absolutely really and I, as you know I'm all about collaboration and, and the thing about it too is that you you still have the opportunity to present your expertise in that discussion yes and you know it just it comes out the, in, in that discussion and and I think it's just a more authentic way to share it sometimes than maybe authentic's the wrong word but Authentic, real. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, just I did a to have those conversations. Yeah. yeah. I did a podcast with a guy that I, I just released it yesterday. And I asked him, he got to listen to the whole thing. It was an hour and a half. And I asked him what he thought. And he was like, I'm just really impressed with how authentic I was and how real I was in the moment. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I love about doing these podcasts and having these conversations the most is just having those real in authentic conversations. And there's a quote that the, the Navy SEALs use. This is when in the heat of the moment, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall back to your training. And I really love that because I've always called it the fallback position. Yeah. When you oh, know yeah. your story, yeah. when you know your experience, when you know your purpose in right. life and you just go out there, you act authentic. And that's even almost an over overplayed word these days. It's a really big buzzword. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be authentic, but who are you? You know, when, right. when the heat of the moment, in the heat of the emotions, who arrives? And that's who yeah. you are. Right. Yeah, I love that. And I've heard that before, but I hadn't thought about that. But, it, but it's, it's true. And, you know, you, you need to be you. The last thing you want is for you to portray uh, this public persona. And then someone finally gets to meet you. And you're not the person that they thought uh, they were meeting. Yes. Yep. That's just, yep. that's a horrible thing. <laughs> and all your well, trust just went out the window. All out the window. And, and honestly, yeah. that was one of the things that I've, uh, one of my like core values or credences, so to speak, because I went and saw a lot of speakers throughout my life. I've, I've, I've been in personal development for a really long time. I'd always seek and, and, you know, read the books and listen to the CDs and the tapes that I'd have a right. role in university. And then I'd go to these seminars and meet these people that I've listened to that seemed so real over the audio. And you just felt yeah. like you were getting a, a fake persona. You felt like you were getting right. fake. You, you felt like you were yeah. one of a million people that they talked to on a weekly basis. And I, I vowed that I would never come off as that. I'd never be too yeah. big to feel like I was just re re rinse and repeat. And it was like, uh, you were just another number in line. You yeah. know, like, yeah. it's all about those authentic connections and really building, it is. you know, relationships, and, and even you, if it's for a minute. Yeah, and you mentioned the word collaboration a moment ago. If we are being inauthentic, we're not being authentic. How do we build those great collaborations? You know, we we can't. Again, we're not going to foster that trust and and those relationships that are necessary in those collaborations. And you know, I I'm more in love with collaborating now than I've ever been in my life. And I, you know, I think I've probably always been there, but. But the environment that we have for collaboration right now is just phenomenal. You know, there are a lot of bad things that have happened with COVID, but there are a lot of good things that have come out of the bad things that have happened with COVID. Mm -hmm. And collaborations is, is one of those, the increase in collaborative efforts and the ability to collaborate with people around the world. 
that that you couldn't have done before this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and we're truly in this global society, and we have the opportunity to to take advantage of that in a good way. Yes. Yeah. And I would argue, I think we could probably have done it because I was using Zoom before the pandemic. Well, me too. But, but the world, it seemed like it got smaller because before COVID, before COVID happened, I didn't know anybody that lived out of the United States. Uh-huh. Now, just you look at our collaboration group and exactly. most of the people live out of the country. <laughs> yeah, so, we're all over the place. <laughs> we're we're all over true. the place. And, you know, and, <laughs> and we're trying to fit our time so we can reach Australia and the yeah. UK and Canada and Texas yeah. and Illinois and Michigan at times that are palatable because we have our right. friend Tim in Australia that no matter yeah. what time it's, it's palatable for us is like 11 o'clock at night for him or right. two in the morning or yeah know. yeah when you're dealing with 17 hour time differences it gets wild and and his is just one of those this is the biggest one right yeah. <laughs> yeah. then we have england and canada and you know i mean canada's on the same time frame that i am at the moment but for the for the per- gal who's there but yeah it's 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 an ideal time, and I think the other thing that is good that has come out of, as a result of COVID, I'll put it that way, is the jump in technology. Yeah. I think yeah. that last year alone, technology took at least a ten-year jump, and I, you know, I think we're in line for at least maybe another ten-year jump. It's just, yeah. it's incredible the things that are coming, uh, coming out through technology. It's just wonderful. Well, in, in an example, you brought a virtual reality platform to us in our collaboration group. In yeah. in in the like Pearl talked about it. Uh, and Pearl is amazing, but she talked about how she had been kind of dabbling in that world for the past ten years or something. It was like a yeah. long time that this platform <laughs> has been out there. But now, right. because there's a desire, there's a need for it. We're all sitting at yeah. home, and what better way to join a conference than have your avatar and live in this virtual world? Yeah. Um, I don't know if right. you've heard of the company of 3DX. It's a reality company. Uh, don't think so. I, I first heard of them a couple of years ago and they came out on the mainstream and they they operate like a network marketing model in the fence. In the okay. sense that they went and recruited all these high producing real estate agents. They weren't really bringing in right. new real estate agents. So they were out recruiting these high-end real estate agents and, and offering them a higher payout. And then these hot, top producers could then build a, a a network kind of like a multi-level marketing company so they could go and right. recruit other real estate agents to go under ah. them and then they make a percentage so they're building their own agencies but i bring that up because they use this really unique platform of virtual reality to where you can go to 3dx university you can go through sales training you can go to marketing marketing training uh-huh. you can go through all these um all the different certifications that real estate agents need you right. can literally go into your virtual world with your avatar and walk through and find what university you want to go to like yeah. you're literally walking and picking the classes at this time you walk up in there and go in the class or you get to collaborate with other 3dx agents all across the world right and so it's super cool how this is all unfolding but it there wasn't a yeah. need for it before now there's a exactly. desire need and so they're yep. putting their time and energy into it yeah pearl and i just had a conversation this afternoon with a gentleman who is a speaking coach and we're we're uh, collabor- going to be collaborating with him in our book projects because our book projects are to give uh, C-suite folks or um, entrepreneurs that opportunity to get their voice out there in a collaborative book form. Well, 
a natural, a, a wonderful natural um, next step or one of the next steps for them could be, be having a speaking coach and, and starting their speaking career using the book to launch their speaking career. And so, you know, one of the things that we can do is set up opportunities in the virtual world for them to do their speaking engagements to start with. And they could have a worldwide audience for that speaking engagement. And it takes a little of the fear away because they're in their avatar. And so yeah. if they've got some public speaking fears, it's a good way for them to get work through that. Uh, you know, so there's just That's so many different ways. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah, have to stand so. up there. Your little avatar is standing there. And you're your just little avatar is standing there. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're self-conscious about being up there, it's a great way to enter that world and gain the confidence that you need to actually stand in front of the physical. But in this time when those physical events aren't happening, mm -hmm. you know, those virtual events can happen and you can be a speaker at those virtual events. Yeah, you know, in that awesome. virtual reality. Yeah, there's so many possibilities. It's, I want to speak incredible. at a virtual event. That just sounds really cool. I want awesome. my avatar standing up there. <laughs> we will make that happen, Jason. <laughs> nice, nice. We so have the tools. We, we have will make tools. it happen. <laughs> so I tease the audience with, uh, with would you invest $500 to find 5000 and I would really love to for you to dive in and talk about how you find help entrepreneurs find those inches and find the dollars and pull them together within their yeah. businesses. You know, it's so exciting, the work I get to do, um, the tools I get to use. I, I work with a proprietary software that I'm licensed to use. And this software, it, it's called a profit acceleration software because that's what we're looking for is profit. You know, 80, I think the number is 82% of businesses that fail cite lack of cash flow as one of the number one reasons that they failed. So we may be bringing in all these dollars of revenue. We may be making millions of dollars of revenue, but not making profit or even going in the hole, even yep. if we're in the seven and 10 figure and above range, you know, we can still be going in the hole every month. Um, an example, I wasn't going in the hole every month, but I owned a staffing firm. I talked to you a little bit about that. I had a staffing firm for 12 and a half years, and we were doing almost $5 million of revenue when we folded in 2009 because of the financial crash of 2008. It literally put us out of business. But our profit margin, because we were staffing, and you know, it has a skinny profit margin. So, you know... Before expenses, you know, our, our gross profit margin after paying our payrolls for those people that we're replacing and all the expenses relative to that, but our gross profit margin was probably 30%, you know, and then you've got expenses off the off of that. So oh, yeah. Yeah. it was not a huge pass through in, in profit uh, because that's the nature of that beast. And so my goal is to help people figure out where that profit is in their business and create a roadmap for them so that they can actually add that profit into their business. And they can actually create a business that can run without them, a business that is scalable, a business that can run without them, a business that has market value because 95% of the businesses that reach out to a broker to sell their business have nothing to sell. Isn't that sad? 
when you have to turn away 95% of the people that call you for your services are not qualified for them. And, And we know there's such a failure rate in small businesses. So my passion is to help them find that profit and show them how to get to it. And it's simple. And one of the things I teach people is that small incremental changes can make a huge impact on the bottom line. It's exponential. When you find these little bits, they make an exponential impact on that bottom line. And so we, you know, they're, as, as a business owner, wouldn't you say that you, uh, Jason, spend a lot of time doing a lot of things, right? It, yeah. it, especially when you're a solopreneur, yes. uh, before you have a, a staff behind you, you're, you're doing everything, right? Yeah. To grow your business, there are only five areas you really need to focus on. And those five areas, if you'll spend 20% of your time on those five areas, they will generate 80% of your revenue. So it's critical that every business owner know what those five areas are, right? Once you know those, you don't have to focus on anything else now to grow your business. And now you start to add people to do those other things. They still need to get done, but they don't have to be done by you. Mm. So the five areas, and these are what we focus on in our profit acceleration are generating leads, converting those leads into clients, increasing the number of times that that client does business with you, maximizing your pricing, and minimizing your costs or your overhead. That's it, five areas. And there are specific things that enhance the results in those areas. And that's what we focus on. That's amazing. In in watching your process, watching you go through your process, it's incredible how you literally pick up those inches all around in how quickly that money adds up. It adds up. Even looking, and I'd watch you go through uh, a conversation with Tim as we were as we were taking him through that through your process in. He's a he's he's a great business, and he had a lot of things oh, in yeah, order as you're going through. Oh, yeah, he's a very good business. Yes, and and you're yeah. like shocked that some of the things he had in place that a lot of people that you a lot of entrepreneurs you work with don't have those specific things in place. Right. However, you were able to find him a significant amount of money in that exactly. process. Tweaks here. So, if you're already running a successful business, it's the tweaks that we're looking for. How do we tweak that? What's this one little element that's missing over here or over here? What's one thing you could do a little bit better? Uh, You know, and looking for those small incremental changes that make that huge difference to the bottom line. And as you know, as you saw with Tim, when I go through that profit acceleration with folks, we are ultra conservative in in the numbers that we use because I want them to see the impact of small incremental changes. Yep. And if we put in the numbers, when I ask a, a prospect, okay, so, you know, we've, we've talked about a particular process that maybe needs tweaking or needs to be implemented in their business. And I ask them, what percent, if we did this, what percentage would that improve your, your bottom line or improve your revenue? And I get numbers like 100%, 200%, that kind of thing. Yeah. And as you know, I bring it back down to 10% or less in my calculations. And we still get these huge uh, results at the end. So it's it's very exciting to be able to show people where the money is. It's in your business already. It's just a matter of you knowing how to access it. It's already there. Already you just there. Know, need yeah. to know how to access it. And then you need that roadmap and someone to kind of hold your hand and hold you accountable. And that's, that's my strong suit. 
is holding your hand and holding you accountable That's and removing awesome. the overwhelm, removing the overwhelm, because we give you step-by-step step how to do it. From somebody who's owned a business and has been through these same exact challenges. Exactly. Yes. Built a $5 million business. I say that. That's rounding off. Okay. We weren't, we didn't quite hit 5 million. So I'm rounding off. <laughs> we'll call it a $5 million business. But yeah, we had, as I wrote something to you about this, when, when the market crashed or when our business crashed as a result of it, we had six offices. We were in two states. We had 25 internal employees, 200 employees wow. placed with clients, and we were out of business pretty much overnight because what one of, the, uh, one of my department heads and I called all of our clients and our prospect list, and every one of them said, we're not doing anything for six to nine months until we see what's happening in this economy. Well, yeah. I couldn't support a staff of 25 on no money coming in, you know, so it was, okay, we have to close the doors, you know, and that's part of what drives me is I don't want other people going through that. I want to help you build your business so solidly that even if there are things like COVID that happened or the financial yeah. crash of 2008, I mean, look at this, about every 10 years we go through this cycle, right? I don't want you having to go through what I went through. I want you to build a business that, you know, to use the term that surface last year that you can pivot that you can figure pivot. out yeah. another way to do it just uh, you know we were talking about speakers earlier when covid hit speakers around the world who were booked a year or more out suddenly had nothing. zero business yeah nothing and you need a way to pivot that to stay in business and so that's what we've worked on the last year and a half right <laughs> almost two years now <laughs> Yeah. 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 So um, you look at that and like, you, you got to think outside the box and, and find those Dude. challenging ways, like going back to the virtual yeah. reality thing and how can you actually get out there? It's, uh, it's intense. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, there probably were some things I could have done back in 2000, 2009, but I didn't know them. Yeah. And, yep. and didn't have mentors that could, point me in a direction that somehow I could pull that out, pull a magic trick out of the hat and <laughs> yeah. keep going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you That's... know, my, my daughter ran one of my departments, my son-in-law ran another department. Um, you know, it was devastating and on so many fronts to have to close those doors. It was absolutely devastating. And then to have to put all those people out of work, you know, just well, like, like Barb says, it's one of those things like if you've, if you've ever been through it, if you've ever thought about it, the best way to, to give back is to share it and to help others around those problems. Yeah. And, and you are exactly. the epitome of that, of going through that experience and now working hard to save those other entrepreneurs from having to go through that same process. Yeah, absolutely. On that note, would it be possible for me to share something that I'm doing to help Absolutely. entrepreneurs that yeah. have been negatively impacted? Please. So I have a program that's called um, the 50K Revenue Recovery Program. And my intention with that program is that I can help businesses who were negatively impacted, who lost at least 50,000 over the COVID period of time. And I'm going to help them recover $50,000, $75,000 of that 
over a 120 day period, we're going to lay out a complete roadmap for them that they're going to be able to recover most of that over that 120 day period. But definitely within the course wow. of the year, they will have that money back. And as part of that, um, I'm also interviewing them three times on my podcast. So when we start off, you know, where are they at? I want them to have the opportunity to do two things with those interviews. One is to uh, share what happened to them, share their story, but also share what they do. I don't want it to be a negative pity party. I want it to be, you know, an opportunity for them to shine in what they do, but also to show others that there's hope and there are resources. You know, I want them to be a beacon of hope for others. And then we'll interview them at about 60 days in to the work that they're doing to see what progress they're making. And then again, at 120 days. Now, the really cool part about it is that I've partnered with a company uh, that provides a grant for this, a $5,000 grant. So that portion of the program costs them zero. The grant will cover everything and they do not have to repay it. So we'll sit down for an hour together and I'll do that profit acceleration process with them and find that money in their business and lay out the roadmap for them. And then I'll have some accountability calls with them over that 120 days. If they want some coaching on top of that, great. We can talk about that. But the program itself, the 50K Revenue Recovery Program, is to give them a boost, those businesses that have been negatively impacted by COVID. Wow. Wow. And so how do they go through that process of getting the grant and in, in being able to go through that at no cost? Yeah. So there's a pretty simple process, and they really just need to reach out to me. There are a couple of criterion for it. They need to physically, you know, have that loss uh, during 2020 or 2020, you know, 2020, 2021, lost that 50,000. And uh, and they need to have had, you know, like monthly losses of like 10%, something like that. The really minimal requirements for it. And they, and they have to be willing to do the work. You know, I can lay it out for them, but they've got to be willing to do the work and to come onto the podcast and do that part. Um, so it's a really easy process and they just need to reach out to me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like who wouldn't want to go through that process and, and yeah. literally be able to get a grant that you don't have to pay back and find exactly. 50K of revenue. Exactly. And have somebody hold your hand while you go out and pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm so glad you shared. That's a, that's an incredible, incredible offer for the entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. It's, it, you know, and we, we all know people who've been hurt. We all know businesses that have failed. Um, let's save as many of them as we can. Well, and, and going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, and I, I talked about this as we were uh, kind of preluding to you coming on last week, we all know, have been to those businesses where we go out and they look busy. They look like they're making money. And, you know, whether it's a restaurant or a retail location or just one of your favorite businesses that you go into. And when you hear that they close down, you're shocked. And you're like, wow, yeah. that place was so busy or wow. Right. I thought they were crushing it. And, and you, they may be pulling in a lot of money in sales, but what is their profit margin? Are they bringing right. in profit or is all that money going out to cost? Right. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and it's incredible the number of businesses, too, that really struggle in terms of they don't know what their gross profit margin is, their net profit margin, those kinds of things. I was speaking with a uh, chamber exec. Uh, I guess it was last month was National Chamber Month here in the States. Yeah. 
and I had a chamber exec on my podcast that I've worked with a few times, and and uh, he, he said that when the government was had the loans for the businesses, he was helping his members apply for those loans. And so he told them, bring me your information and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll help you fill out all the paperwork and everything. And he's a longtime businessman himself. And he was, he was absolutely shocked at the number of his businesses that didn't know their numbers at all. Didn't have, you know, I, I said, well, at least you're not like the tax man. And they just brought you in bags or boxes of things. And he said, oh, yes, they did. <laughs> oh. You know, so literally not understanding their gross profit, their net profit, you know, but just and and so many people. One of the, one of the worst things that we can do uh, in our businesses is discount ourselves out of business. Yeah. And we, you know, we we try to um, beat the other guy, have the lowest price. But folks, you know, we're not the big box providers that can do that. Yeah. And you often give away more than your profit, which is how you can have this busy business. Yeah. That goes out of business yeah. because you know, and and literally only about one to three percent of your market are ready to buy. And we'll take advantage of those offers. And so it's, it's we, you know, the buy one, get one free, the 50% discount, because who, who takes advantage of a 10% discount anymore, right? They want more than that. Yep. As a small business, yeah. we're not designed to be the price. That's, our benefit is not the price. We can't be exactly. in that game of competing with corporate conglomerates right. and, and lowering our prices because they have more money and they yeah. will lose money in order to make more money elsewhere. Best exactly. Buy has operated off of a model forever where they will lose money on certain project products to get you into the store. So then you buy more money. And right. so, and I was in the cellular lost industry leaders, for years. Right? Lo yeah, lost yeah. leaders. So I was in the cellular yeah. industry for years and the cellular products were the products they were willing to lose money on in order to get you right. into the store to buy the things buy that were the things. higher items. The, yeah. you know, like you look at accessories, for example, there's such a high right. profit margin in those items. If you buy a cell phone and they lose money, they can pull money in from here and these other, in these other sales. And so yeah. we'd have clients come in all the time. Well, I could get this for a hundred dollars cheaper at Best Buy. Well, yeah. why are you here? There's a reason why you're here. And whatever that reason right. is, is your differentiator. We'd have people all yeah. the time tell us, well, if I have a problem, whenever I have a problem, I need to call customer service. You guys do that for me and, and Best Buy won't. Well, exactly. And so that's uh, why we're worth the extra $100, $50, whatever exactly. that difference is. I yeah. can't compete with their prices. So I've got to find out what are my differentiators as a small business and right. sell those and market those yeah. and, and not just sell and market, but give those clients that experience. So they go out yeah. and tell their friends and their family and, they're in, and it's worth spending the extra money for. People will pay money for an experience. They'll pay for money. The value and for the experience for the and for the value. Absolutely. Yep. There's an expression I love that um, relative to that. And I had it and it just went out of my head. Um, <laughs> but that cost is only a factor. Price is only a factor when value is unknown. Yeah. Yep. And so if we don't, separate ourselves out by the value that we offer, then the only thing that the customer has to make their decision on is price. And then you become a commodity. Yep. yep. And you do not want to be a commodity. Yeah. So you have to figure out what it is that your market wants. What's that problem that you're solving for them? 
and then offer that value and they will pay for that value day in and day out because they really don't want to shop on price. They yeah. want to shop on value, but oftentimes we don't give them and give them an option. I, I'm literally, and this is just really resonated because I'm going through the process of uh, of health insurance, right? And in looking at the different plans and in their values, and it's like I don't know what any of this stuff means. <laughs> you know, like all this stuff is really confusing. There's yeah. all these different options, like. I, it, right. uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of value. And you're an intelligent in, person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so the, as, a, as a sales rep in that health insurance base, uh, space, your job is to make it easy for me exactly. to understand, to understand what my needs yeah. are by discovering and, and, and finding out more about me and being able to narrow down the plans. If I'm looking at five pages of plans that you're offering me and asking yeah. me which one I want, and I'm and it's like Greek to me because I don't know what any of yeah. these co-insurances and max out of pocket and all this stuff yeah. means like what's yeah. the difference between a copay and 30% out of pocket or 70, you know, like whatever, right. like what, right. how does that oh, all I totally in? get it. And yeah. so if you're a salesperson, your differentiator is to be able to make that process easy. If I'm sitting here and I'm having to guess, I'm going to continue shopping until I find somebody that can help me explain that it. Helps you understand. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So you have to figure out how do you bring value to the table? How do yeah. you, the other day I was listening to a mentor of mine and he was talking about, stop trying to be the best in your field, be the only, mm. yep. as opposed to being the best. Yep. So, you know, what is it that makes you so totally unique that people want to do business with you? And I would add that it should be in the area of your passion because your passion will attract people of like passion. Yes. They will yep. gravitate to you when you serve from your passion. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's their difference. It's their differentiator. It's, you know, like your differentiator as a real estate agent isn't that you have the best mortgage lending team or yeah. that you have the best processors right. or, but if you go to a networking meeting and you talk to five different real estate agents in the room, they're going to tell you those bullet points. Like yeah. specifically, what's the difference between me going to Remax or going with you or going right. to Keller Williams with them? You know, it's, so it's, what if, what if your, your pitch was, I'll sell your home in 39, in 30 days, or it's free. There's no realtor fee. Would that make you stand out in a crowded market of realtors? Probably. Yeah. 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 I'll sell your home in 30 days or it's free. Most people would take you up on that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a differentiator. You have to find those differentiators, that value that you bring that nobody else does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, and again, when it comes down to the money, you know, and to, to the point of if we're, if we're lowering the price and we become that commodity, maybe it's not houses because you may be stuck in your house for 30 years or whatever, but, uh, or however long you, you plan to have that house, you're not switching houses every year. Yeah. Uh, but if you buy things, like if, if you're selling on the lowest price and you feel good because I landed that sale today and I made a little bit of money, as soon as somebody else has a lower price, that customer is gone. You're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Absolutely. Price cannot be what how you stand out. It just yeah. can't. Yeah. And if you're the Walmarts of the world, that's another story. Um, but yeah. we're not. As entrepreneurs, that's not who we are. 
And that's not who our, what our, our ideal clients are looking for. They, you know, there, there's a, we talk about, there's a problem your client has or your, pros, your ideal prospect has a problem that they don't want. There's this kind of conversation going on in their head relative to your product or service. Yeah. They have a problem they don't want. They're looking for a solution that they don't have. If you can solve that problem, you're golden. And your marketing needs to be such that we use something we call the conversion equation in in all of our marketing. So the headline of that marketing is whatever it is, and it doesn't matter what platform that marketing is in. The headline should show that prospect that you understand the problem that they have. Because, you know, what they tell us these days that we have the attention span of a goldfish, right? I don't know what that is, but it's short, right? And we scroll through things. I mean, when's the last time you read every email that you get or you read every post that's in your Facebook feed or anything else? You know, we scroll through it looking for those things that pop out and grab our attention. So your attention grabbing headline has to deal with with their pain point. What is the problem that you solve that they have? And then your subheadline needs to show them that you have the solution to that problem. Because if the headline grabs their attention with that, they'll give you a few more seconds to see if you have a solution because they want that solution. Yeah. So your subheadline shows them that you have a solution. And then the third step of that is education, helping them understand why you're the person that can give them that solution, what that solution is. And then the fourth element is a no-brainer, no-risk offer that they cannot, you know, they just can't refuse, right? And that could be an educational offer. It could be a consultation. It could be lots of different things, but it needs to be something that takes them on the next step in their journey to getting that solution. And if your marketing does those four things, it will be fabulous for you. (laughs) They're contacting you. They're moving forward. You're drawing them in. Exactly. Exactly, because they're hoping like crazy that you've got the solution to that problem that they don't want. Yeah. And so your first piece of information within that education shows them that you do have it. It's not all about you in that education. It's about the solution, but it's also about verifying that you're that person that can bring them that solution. It's kind of a two-pronged aspect there. So what would be your headline to describe or bring people in that you're looking for? Right now, it's it's the COVID piece. You know, it's it, you know, have you lost revenue due to COVID? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then you have a specific amount of people that are looking at that, looking for that. Yeah. So that's one one area. Obviously, I do others as well, but that's one. Another one, uh, I have a program that's called Go Beyond Six Figures. That's for people who are already generating at least six figures in revenue, but want that six figures, seven figures in profit. And and so that one, you know, it, it talks about okay, you know, you are you are you you've got some success, you know, you're generating that six figures, but but you're still not making the profit that you want. Well, and, so it's crazy. You were I was asking you yesterday, just kind of throwing out a number because you were like, yeah, you know, who, who can you work with? Who's the ideal client? And and I said, you know, if a business is bringing in fifteen thousand dollars a year, which is obviously a really low amount, uh, how much money do you think you could find them? And in, in what do you say? How much money do you think you could find somebody making 15000 a year? Uh, I believe, I'm trying to remember what I said. 
was it five to six? It was five thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yep, five thousand. Yep. Yeah, it was five thousand. Yep. I was doing the math in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, easily we could find five thousand dollars if they're doing that much, and and probably much more than that. And when you're making fifteen thousand dollars, five thousand dollars is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So when you think about that and you speed that up to, to go back to what you were talking about, if you're already bringing in six figures of revenue and somebody making $15,000 can find $5,000, how much can somebody make or find that is that's bringing in six figures? Yeah. So if they're already, if they're bringing in a, a hundred thousand, um, we could easily, and, and let me, let me back up and talk for a second about what we're really saying there. In that, when we say that I'm finding that, I do a 45-minute process with them yep. where I'm asking questions, they're answering questions, and I'm laying out things for them, and they're estimating how much increase this particular thing each step would bring into their business. It's not me saying, hey, we can make you $5,000 here. It's them saying, yeah, if we did this, that I'm, I'm sure that I could grow by 10, 20, 30 50, sometimes that's where I get 100% even. And, yep. and I cut it back very conservatively down to, you know, five to 10%. Um, in that 45 minutes, I'm able to find, it, I'm able to go through two, maybe three areas with a max in that, in that 45 minutes. So what I'm saying is that in that 45 minutes, in probably two, maybe three areas, we've found an additional 5,000 on that person who's earning 15,000. And then when we get together again later, when they come on as a client, we'll go back through all those other areas. And I actually have 40 areas that we can go through. Um, so then we'll go through all of those and, and figure out then what's most important, what's going to be the easiest, fastest implementation to bring the greatest value. You know, there are two areas that people don't even think about that we start thinking about marketing and those kinds of things. But two areas we don't think about are cost cutting and price increases that absolutely dropped straight to the bottom line profit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And instead we go out and go for what my friend calls the sexy stuff, the marketing, the, you know, all of this stuff, the social media campaigns, the drip campaigns, whatever, <laughs> yeah. all of those things, which take more time and energy to get an impact. You can get them, but it, they're not immediate. But a price increase is immediate. Cost cutting is immediate. And those drop directly to your profit. There's nothing else comes out of them. Why not argue even that by going and doing all the sexy and the marketing plans and all that stuff, that's actually costing and adding more to your bottom line costs with maybe not as quick as results as doing, you know, cutting the cost and, and adding profit. Yeah, it could. It could. If you're actually creating ads and, and paying for ads, that definitely yeah. would increase your pricing. I mean, there'd be a cost uh, trade off there. Yeah. There, let me just give you an example of um, one business uh, making about 400,000 a year in, in revenue. And in that 45 minutes, able to find about $138,000, $140,000 in increased revenue for them. Wow. So yeah, and that's again, two, maybe three, usually about two areas. One of those areas that's really important in addition to cost cutting and, and price increasing, one area that's really important is 
what we call a market dominating position. It's what you and I have been talking about that how you're unique in the marketplace because it's foundational. It impacts every aspect of your company. And so, you know, there's a huge impact there. Using my conservative numbers, there's a potential of a 20% increase in revenue. Yeah. Just in that one area. Yep. Yeah. Ultra conservative. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I'm doing that. And that's the ultra conservative. The true numbers are much higher than that. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's why I, I do. I'm launching the sales course that we were talking about yesterday. In in the per, first topic I picked was creating your compelling differentiator and Absolutely. drilling down to your ideal market because you take those two yep. things and they really tie yeah. hand in hand. So it's a two course, two two session yep. course, and we'll go through that process and create because, like you said, twenty percent is right there. Immediate, you can go find that immediate. immediately. Yeah, absolutely. And who wouldn't love to get an extra 20% immediately? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, and if we can improve your net profit margin on top of that, we're, we're talking great things. And that's where you find the money because you 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 help them create that marketing uh, the differentiator. Yep. They can go out there, they yep. add their 20% plus they up their prices so there's more inches yeah. there and so they get more than 20 percent and maybe they're getting 30 percent now uh because yeah. you're adding exactly cost yep and so all of those things add up and and make a huge impact yeah so it's so interesting because i don't know how many people think about some of these elements and you're just kind of operating and going and going and then exactly it, and, and then we you suddenly wake up and money. we're yeah and, and and we wake up and we're we're out of time, we're out of energy, we're out of money, our relationships are hurting, all of those things that because we're on this hamster wheel of trying to figure out how to make more money in our business, how to get more money in our pocket. And yeah. we think sometimes that, oh, if I grow a million dollar business or a $10 million business, I'm going to be set. But that's not true if you haven't built it properly. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, you know, that's what we help do is help you build it properly so that it's scalable, create value in it. So you, when you're ready to sell it and go on to your next adventure, you've got something to sell. <laughs> well, if you, if you're making, if you bring in 5 million, but your mar- profit margin is only 10%, you're really like scratching by, you're pulling in a lot of money, but that money's going out to it's all, all going out. places. Yeah. And nobody's going to want to buy that. Yeah, because they're looking for profit and they're looking for a business that can run without you. And you're probably on that hamster wheel if you're in that spot. Yep. You're there and, and can't get away. And so everything we do also comes back to policies, procedures, systems. So the business can ultimately run without you. So because people want in, in when they're looking to buy a business, they want they don't want you. They want your business. They want recurring revenue in it. They yeah. want profitability. You know, those are some of the key ingredients that they're looking for. So if you haven't built your business to have those, you don't have a saleable asset. Yeah. 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 And speaking of sellable asset, that's I know that's the other thing that you help entrepreneurs do is is that planning of what's next and they want yeah. to retire or they want to. And yeah, it's all part and parcel, right? And it's it's getting it ready so you can do whatever you want to do. 
But if you don't build it right, your options yeah. are limited. Not much to sell. Yeah, not much to sell. And maybe you don't want to sell it. Maybe you want to hang on to it and hire a manager to run it. And you just, you know, check in periodically. Um, you know, do you want to franchise it or license it? If you didn't build it properly, it, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, people are looking for a turnkey operation. You know, do you want to license it? You need to be, you know, you have a lot of intelligence, a lot of um, information about how to build your business. If you've built it successfully, you can package that up and sell it to others. So take, for example, a chiropractor who's built a, a really good practice he can package that information yeah. up and he can sell it, yep. license it actually to other chiropractors who pay him maybe an initial fee and an annual fee on top of that. He's now got recurring revenue coming in from what's in here and what he's been able to do with his business. Yep. And others are recreating what he did, but they're buying his renting, maybe is a better way, they're leasing, they're licensing, however you want to say that. They're paying for his um, capital here, capital yeah. in his head. Which then you look at that, and in, in, uh, especially if you enjoy the work, and it, uh, you could do that forever, however long you wanted for the rest of your life, no matter where you're at. You can be yeah. on the beach in Florida and yeah. uh, exactly. answer messages or make calls. Right. Or, and those, yeah, can... and those payments are coming in routinely from all those yeah. other chiropractors who are using your system Yes. because it worked. Yes. Pretty much any business could do that if you've built it properly. Yeah. This is exciting because I, I don't know, maybe because it'll be four years in January uh, that I've opened, that I opened my business. And so my eyes have been really awakened through that through that process yeah, and you do sure. a lot of personal <laughs> development and then getting into yeah. LinkedIn and you know I talked about earlier meeting people from across the country and getting right. expanded perspectives from that standpoint but I see so many people that are that are that have coaching and consulting companies that are out there and, and are out there to because they care and out there because they have the experience and they can help people from prevent them from falling into pitfalls or yeah. they can help people climb out of those pitfalls that are inevitable right. that you're going to. But either way, when you have these experts that are out here now, and I think that we're at a point where I, I, I can't, I don't know, maybe you've been in it longer than me. Have you ever seen a time where there's been so many options? No, not at all. And in fact, I remember when I, probably the year before um, I had to close my staffing business, was the first time I ever really spoke to a coaching firm at all. And someone had approached me about coaching. And and it wasn't, you know, it was novel to me that idea. Yeah. And now look at us, you know, we're yes. coaches everywhere. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that was probably 2007 or eight was probably the first time that I ever came across that. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, it, and it was very, very much a novel kind of concept at that time to me. Well and it's awesome because there's there are specialties it's not just a, a coach yeah. and if you and i would exactly. give you a warning that if you have a coach that you have no idea what it is that they're coaching or um i don't want <laughs> to give a shade because there are people that i respect <laughs> that call themselves life coaches but what does that mean uh yeah. what specifically and we talk about specific you know riches and the niches and being right. specific who, how exactly. specifically do you help those people or help the certain groups of people because if you just you're everything to everyone 
what is it that you're really yeah. it's like going to buy my tires at walmart you know like i might get them cheaper yeah. but if i if i have a problem with them i'm, I'm going back to walmart <laughs> right I, oh, and it, again you're back in that commodity you're back yes. in that commodity range if you do not separate yourself you are simply a commodity yeah and and we don't you know when we buy commodities yeah we may have a favorite brand that we like but we're still buying a commodity something that we want it at the lowest price we can get it yeah and and we don't see its true value I mean, it's not anything we're going to go sing about its value most of the time and we don't want to be a commodity we want to stand out we want to attract those people to us so you mentioned ideal client earlier and that's so critical right right up there with getting that positioning right understanding your place in the market and who your ideal clients are so that you can create messaging that attracts them once you know who they are then you know who what their pro you can discover what their problem is and and folks a lot of the time they are you yeah. a few years ago yep the problems that you've had and have overcome your ideal clients still have you're just you don't have to be miles ahead of them on the journey you can be a little way ahead of them and just pull their take their hand and pull them up you know you don't have to be up on this pedestal somewhere you don't have to I mean, there are wonderful gurus out there. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of folks out there who are adding a lot of value. But you don't have to be seen as a guru. You can be that champion for them that's yeah. been where they are, has made it through, and knows how to get through and to lead someone else through. Yeah, sometimes people just need to be seen and heard and have somebody on there and, and have that accountability, like you talked about yeah. earlier, and holding people accountable yeah. through the process. But Exactly. kind of tying it home is as we wrap up the hour here and another quick hour that flies by right uh but uh you know imagine if you would have had somebody that specialized in helping companies overcome losing dramatic business over the recession and they were advertising for that specific thing and they caught your attention from a headline that you looked up on the internet how you know how likely would you have been to go that route and and maybe find a way to keep your business going uh, because you have somebody that's been through it or they have a, a plan or a process to help you get yeah. through that. I mean, it would have been wonderful when my business failed if I'd had somebody like that to to lean on, to to guide me, to give me some hope that I could keep it going, you know. Because yeah, you mentioned going through the profit wonderful. acceleration at that point in your time in your oh, business. Yeah. Or maybe before That would have been incredible. That would have been incredible. Yeah, to have those tools at that time would have been phenomenal. Yeah, we were, you know, I mean, we were doing very well. One of my, I was uh, sharing something, that list I sent you uh, yeah. yesterday, I was sharing one of those elements in there with uh, with my husband. We had, like I said, we were a small regional staffing firm, had six offices. One of my biggest clients was a staffing firm that had 200 offices across the nation. And they wow. were my client. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> so. Uh, anyway, yeah, if we if we had if we had those mentors in place and those processes in place, I mean, it can change your life. Yeah. It can change the trajectory of your life and those whose lives you impact. You know, like I said, I had let 25 people go. Uh, two of them were family members, yeah. you know, yeah, but I had to let them go. And so I, I don't want anybody else to go through that. I want to be able to give you the tools that you need to walk you through, hold your hand, show you how to get from here to there, how to insulate your company to the best degree that we can against, you know, life. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, so it, it, this is thanks. Thanks for coming on the show and, and being this uh, second time guest. I know as we were kind of revamping and, and reorganizing our show, Barbara and I were like, let's have a couple of our really great past guests on and you were the first person we mentioned so Ah, that made me so happy (laughs) (laughs) so thanks for coming back on again absolutely Uh, we'll share your information on on the podcast so anybody if you're if you're listening to Regina and this is something that is really hitting home and resonating and you're either being reactive which hey it happens right uh, sometimes you have to yeah. react because you're, that's just the situation that you're in. Uh, but it's much better to be proactive. Take a look at this before you know it's a problem. You might not. You might be sitting here listening to this and thinking that, oh well, you know, I'm cruising along and I'm fine. But to Regina's point, she was cruising along and fine. It happened yeah. overnight. And so, overnight. what could she have done <laughs> earlier to plan to be able to have a, yeah. an emergency cash flow to keep it afloat while going through a hard time? Right. And so it's just genius that you've taken your problem and turned it into a solution and you're helping other entrepreneurs overcome that. So be the proactive business owner, reach out to Regina, they can look at your business and and find where you can find that extra money. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been a pleasure. And I was absolutely thrilled when you and Barb invited me to be your your first guest. I was just overjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been awesome. great fun. Barb, we've missed you though. We today. missed you. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. I hope your head's <laughs> feeling better. Uh, Regina did yes. say that she has some some potential yes. uh, ways to-, to, to And I'm going to reach right out to you, Barb, because I've got some solutions for you for that headache. So, solving all <laughs> kinds of problems is Regina. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for, right? That's what to we're here for. To help one another. We're here to help one another. exactly it. We are here to help one another. That's exactly it. Well, thank you so much again. It's uh, It was a pleasure today. It was a pleasure talking to you yesterday uh, and every time that we have conversations. So um, I, I really hope that people listen to this and, and reach out to you and find that value because it's it's, it's so thank needed. It is. It is indeed. So thanks so much. Awesome. This has been Absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. All right. Have a good day. And, and everybody listening in, you go out there and, and crush it. Uh, have a great rest of the week. Christmas is coming up. The new year is coming up. What better time to really dive into your business and set up your your plan? You know, the last couple episodes, Barbara and I have talked about goal setting. And then we had Regina on and and, and really diving in and being proactive in your business and finding those extra, extra, not, not revenue, not sales, extra gross profit. And there's a huge difference as we've discussed between those things. Gross profit is real money that you can, that, that is, yeah. that you, is, you can use that whether you're yeah. paying people, and then, whether you're, yeah. yeah. And that net profit that actually you put in your pocket, you get yeah. to put in your pocket or reinvest in your business if you want. But it's, yeah, it's so important. So important. Absolutely. Well, have a great day, everybody. Go out there and crush it. And Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. We passed Hanukkah. So we're past <laughs> the, uh, so covering everybody. Uh, but uh, ha- all right. Just enjoy the everyday riches. <laughs> I'll end it there. Bye-bye. We'll be back next week, me and Barbara. So, all right. Talk to you guys later.